Lecture Topic Explanation of Surah Ki Yama We are all in this very temporary place called dunya and everybody is headed to the eternal place of akhirat how long we are going to be here in dunya nobody knows sometimes insan has lengthy plans and he is making many arrangements for many many things to come but before those things could come he was gone this is a daily occurrence almost every day we hear something of that nature somebody was headed to some meeting before getting to that meeting he met with Allah Ta'ala Malakul Maud came and met him somebody was headed to some function before that function he left dunya he was gone somebody was planning something before that plan his life which was already dunya was planned up to a certain point that came to an end so this is the daily occurrence and the intelligent person is the one who takes a lesson from things around him from the occurrences from the things that are happening around an intelligent person is the one who takes a lesson from this as-sa'idu man wa'idha bighayrihi fortunate person is the one who he takes a lesson from things that are happening around what has happened to others he understands that person was so fit so healthy so full of energy and had so many plans and so many ambitions and he suddenly was gone somebody mentioned that one some private aircraft or jet or whatever was ordered by some prince from somewhere and he suddenly passed away so it was how much 200 and some billion million dollars so now he had ordered this so this was that plane he was going to sit in his private jet and he was going to take off in this he was probably dreaming about all this that someday will come this thing will be delivered and I'm going to take off in this plane so many hundred million dollars he ordered it for but before he could take off upwards he took off downwards went away into his cover so now there were no takers for it so they decided to sell it the half price still no takers something of this nature was the story of Allah Alam so the point is that all these plans insan makes but what is the situation in terms of how much time we have left in dunya what we are going to do tomorrow nobody knows nobody has any idea what's going to be the reality of tomorrow we're going to still be around or we are going to be gone we have no idea so in the Quran Sharif in many many places repeatedly in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala has reminded us about this akhirat this reality of akhirat over and over again right from the beginning of the Quran Sharif Maliki Yawmiddin Master of the Day of Judgment you are already starting the Quran Sharif and being reminded and then Surah Al-Fatiha repeatedly every day we have to recite we cannot complete our Salah without the recitation of Surah Al-Fatiha and in every Surah Al-Fatiha that we recite every time we recite it Maliki Yawmiddin we are reminding ourselves Day of Judgment is coming Qiyamat is there it's a reality nothing 
and nobody can ever escape the day of Qiyamud. So right at the beginning of the Quran Sharif, Allah reminds us of this and gives us this reality and this message that live your day now, you started the day, first thing in the morning, person is going to wake up, he's going to recite, he'd perform his Fajr Salah, so he's going to recite Surah Al-Fatiha, he's reminding himself already. I must pass my whole day in a way that I'm conscious of the day of Qiyamah. And throughout the Quran Sharif this theme recurs. And one particular surah is called Suratul Qiyamah. Entire surah is termed Suratul Qiyamah. Because it commences with the very discussion of Qiyamah. La uqsimu bi yawmil Qiyamah. Allah Ta'ala says, I take a qasam on the day of Qiyamah. On the day of judgment. That day which is a reality, nobody can ever escape that day. One is the small Qiyamah. Man mata faqad qamat qiyamatuhu. The one who passes away, his qiyamat started. But then, that day of judgment is also coming. And on that day of judgment, everybody has to answer for his deeds. So Allah wa ta'ala in this surah, just to discuss a few of the ayat of this surah, Allah starts off on this, La uqsimu biyawmil qiyama, wa la uqsimu bin nafsil lawama. And I take a qasam on the nafs lawama, the rebuking soul, the nafs, the conscience that rebukes a person, that reprimands him. When he is now tempted to do something that is wrong, so that nafs which has come out of its base nature of being nafs lawama, being nafs ammara bisu, inna nafs ammara tum bisu, in Surah Yusuf Allah Ta'ala says that this is the essential nature of this nafs. That it excessively incites towards evil. One thing a person now just turns his attention away from that, he'll take its attention to something else. He avoided that, it'll incite something else. Sometimes people become very perturbed that when will I stop having these temptations, inclinations, so, in order to stop having this, then a person has to stop being a human being. He's insan. Being insan, this is part of insan's nature. But this is the kamal of insan, that despite this being his nature, he then surpasses even the malaika, because despite this being his nature, he still does not give in and succumb to those haram temptations, rather he keeps suppressing it. So now the person says, but till how long? Till when? So till when? Hatta yaatiyakal yaqeen. This entire life is a struggle. Because the reward is not now, the reward is later. A person says now he's running the marathon. Not that there's any think about the marathon, that's just an example because everybody understands the marathon, what it's all about. The futile thing. But the person is running the marathon, now he ran half the race. Halfway he ran, so that's a substantial amount he ran, 35-40 kilometers. So at least I should stop to celebrate this much now. 35-40 kilometers I ran, and right now I'm right at the front of the field also. 
So now I'm right at the front of the field, so much I ran, at least give me an hour or two to celebrate this. Well, you carry on celebrating, you'll never make it. You'll never make it because you can't celebrate en route. You celebrate when you reach the, des- reach the destination. Now this entire route, you're going to have to keep struggling. And when you get there safely to the destination, but now you struggled more because you started training 10 months ago. All is futile, nothing to achieve in it, but just the example to take from it. You started struggling 10 months ago and started really putting in so much of effort and so much of sacrifice and your diet was all changed because now you can't allow anything to now come into the way of this what you want to achieve so now you sacrifice all those delicious things that you were so desirous of eating say no no if I eat all this it's going to affect my weight, it's going to affect my energy it's going to affect my health and that will become a barrier in getting to that objective to fulfilling this aspiration of getting that medal or whatever that issue is so now you altered the diet and now gave up so many things that you were so desirous of eating then you changed your whole routine you gave up your early morning sleep and now you are going out in the cold sometimes sometimes it's raining and sometimes whatever it is and you were struggling all these 10 months, 12 months, 1 year before too you were struggling and carrying on so you were struggling the entire route now that person who came to tell you why don't you relax and take it easy after all so long you have been struggling you ran half the distance already, 35-40 kilometers take a break now, enjoy yourself have some time he says if I stop for even one minute I might not get where I want to get to I cannot take one minute's rest till I get to the destination. So, no matter what somebody tries to tempt him with, what a wonderful time we're having here, enjoying this meal and having a hearty time and such wonderful company, all that you carry on, I have a destination to reach. So, he suppresses all this and he's struggling. Others seem to be enjoying, he is struggling. But eventually, the others who are enjoying, they are looking at him in awe. Finally, when he reached, and now he got that prestige, and that honor, and that medal, and that prize, and now he is floating high. So, all these fellows who are enjoying themselves on the sides, they say, No, you really, you know, you made it. Now all in dunya is all futile, waste of time. But he made it too, he'll just boast with one medal and that's it, full stop. But that's the lesson to take. That's the lesson to take for us. The dunya, dunya Allah Ta'ala hasn't made a jannat. And dunya is not the place of enjoyment. Allah gives his bandhas something in the depths of their hearts, which nothing else can be, can give. But the primary thing, is dunya is not a place of enjoyment. Allah Ta'ala's grace, Allah's mercy, we've got to keep asking Allah Ta'ala for afiyat. Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat. Allah Ta'ala save us from all difficulties and calamities and hardships. But the primary thing is that this is the struggle against that nafs, struggle against shaitan. It's a lifelong struggle. 
And a person continues struggling, Allah Ta'ala makes it easy for him. But the mindset has to be there, that there is no point in time that I can now drop the guard. I can say, well, okay now, so many years now I've been struggling against the nafs and doing so many, making so many sacrifices and so on. So now I can relax a bit, take it easy. After all, it's holiday time and now people take a break now. So now take a break from being also. So that person who's running the marathon and decides now he wants to take a break, midway, around one hour, relax. Everybody says something wrong with him. So likewise, we can never ever take a break from deen. And we can never ever take a break from that struggle against nafs and shaitan. And what's going to help us to keep reminding ourselves and to keep focus on that destination, Allah Ta'ala repeatedly brings these reminders in the Quran Sharif, in the ahadith of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is the goalpost. La uqsimu biyawmil qiyamah. When you get past that safely, now you've passed that finishing line safely and you've gone into death, that's the time to celebrate. Before that, before that nobody can celebrate. So Allah Ta'ala says, La uqsimu biyawmil qiyamah wa la uqsimu bin nafsil lawama. That this, this nature of the nafs to keep inciting towards evil, but a person struggles against it, keeps struggling, keeps suppressing it, trampling it. So gradually it comes out of that base nature, that very evil nature of it, to keep inciting towards wrong and evil, it now graduates to another level. Then it starts, the very same nafs now starts rebuking the person, starts reprimanding him. Wants to do something wrong, he wants to now move in the wrong direction and the nafs is rebuking him. How can you do this? Allah Ta'ala has countless favors and na'mats and bounties, you're enjoying all the time and this is your reaction to all that, this is how you show your gratitude for all this. Where's your shame? Inside that nafs starts talking. That nafs starts rebuking him, starts reprimanding him. Don't do this, you lose your izzat, all your respect, everything will get rubbed in the sand just now. Your dunya will go, your akhirat will go. That nafs starts rebuking him, that nafs starts chastising him. Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam on this nafs. This nafs is still not yet right at the point of accomplishment completely, but yet it is so much better and greater, Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam on this. And the average person, this is it, that after all the efforts and struggle, his nafs comes onto the level of nafs al-awama. The average person, this is where he'll get to, and that too has its different levels and stages. And then that person who has gained some very great closeness to Allah Ta'ala and after extremely great mujahada, then someday that too gets to the point of Ya ayyatuhan nafsul mutma'inna Nafsul mutma'inna where the human nature now gets overcome by this nature the, His very first nature becomes shariat and deen Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam on this. لا أقسم بيوم القيامة ولا أقسم بالنفس اللوامة أيحسب الإنسان ألا نجمع إظامة The mushrikeen is to say that how this body that gets disintegrated in the grave person dies, whole body gets dismembered, disintegrates Allah Ta'ala will join this again all these bones will come and join up again 
So you say, no, how can this happen? Impossible. Allah Ta'ala says, يَحْسَبُ الْإِنسَانُ أَلَّنَّ نَجْمَعَ عِظَامًا Does this insan think that we can't join all these bones up together? بَلَا قَادِرِينَ عَلَىٰ أَنُّسَوِّيَ بَنَانًا What is he talking about putting those bones and joining them up again? We will once again reconstruct his fingertip. That fingertip, that very very subtle design of that fingertip. And such a unique design Allah Ta'ala has made. Give a person a whole 10 meter by 10 meter space to draw some designs. But now he must draw 50 and all just in lines. Each one must be unique. After a while get tired. 50, 100, such a big space. But you'll finally get tired. Can't make everyone unique. But in the small little space Allah Ta'ala made each one unique. Allah Ta'ala says, let alone that bones putting it together and joining them, will reconstruct the fingertip exactly with that design that we made it in dunya. بَلَا قَادِرِينَ عَلَىٰ أَن نُسَوِّيَ بَنَانَا بَلْ يُرِيدُ الْإِنسَانُ لِيَفْجُرَ أَمَامَا يَسْأَلُ أَيَّانَ يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَ But unfortunately this insan, now he has to make excuses for everything. So now he said, now where is this? How this is going to happen? How is this life now? Again, this body going to get resurrected and so on. He said, no, 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 all this, I don't believe in this. And what is his whole problem? His problem actually is, he just wants to go on sinning. Now, he's going to believe in this Qiyamah. He's going to have this Yaqeen in Akhirat. He's going to have this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. Now his nafs is saying to him, but then you're going to lose out on all this fun and excitement and enjoyment. Everybody else is having a great time. You're going to be sitting somewhere in one masjid, one corner somewhere. So now this nafs is now becoming the barrier. The whole problem is, بَلْ يُرِيدُ الْإِنسَانُ لِيَفْجُرَ amama. He wants to continue in the future. Just carry on with all the haram, with the sin. And therefore now, to find an excuse for himself, he says that, أَيَّانَ يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ When will this Qiyamah come? You're talking so much about this Qiyamah, this Qiyamah. When it will come? So now this becomes insans, unfortunately his nature. Now he starts arguing with Allah Ta'ala. And that message which Allah Ta'ala sent down with his Anbiya Ali Musalatu Wasalam, he starts now debating with them, debating with their message. When this Qiyamah will come. All this sounds like a very, very far-fetched thing. But Allah Ta'ala is giving us this message and listen, this Qiyamah is a reality. And therefore Allah Ta'ala says, فَإِذَا بَرِقَ الْبَصَرِ That that day will come with the eyes will be completely stony, dazzled, that life will come out. Now the eye is there, we can see nothing. فَإِذَا بَرِقَ الْبَصَرِ وَخَسَفَ الْقَمَرِ The moon will lose its light. Such a bright shining moon will become devoid of its light. وَجُمِعَ الشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمَرِ The moon and sun will be joined up. In other words, it will clash. That, when that reality strikes, يَقُولُ الْإِنسَانُ يَوْمَئِذٍ أَيْنَ الْمَفَرِ That's the time now insan's eyes will open. And now he'll say, أَيْنَ الْمَفَرِ Where's the escape now? كَلَّا لَا وَزَرْ إِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ يَوْمَئِذٍ الْمُسْتَقَرِ This is, there's no refuge anywhere else. Your destination now, you forgot the destination in dunya. 
you thought your destination was this venue of entertainment and your destination was that place and your destination was that gambling den and the destination was that zina house and the destination was all the other evils and filth you thought that was your destination now that this whole reality has opened out so now you realize ila rabbika yawma idhinil mustaqar your destination is towards allah tbaraka wa ta'ala and then allah ta'ala says yunabbaul insanu yawma idhin bima qaddama wa akhar on that day insan will be informed of everything that he sent ahead what he left behind meaning whatever he did everything will be opened out the very great personality the dr abdul hay arifi rahmatullah alayhi was a, one of the khulafa of hakim ummat rahmatullah alayhi so he used to say that on the day of qiyamah can we imagine if a person is now told on the day of qiyamah that your deeds have been weighed but now your evil deeds have come out heavier your evil deeds are weightier now this just to make us think is in order to make us come to our realization so he used to give this as an example just as an example now the person now is being told that his deeds of his good deeds bad deeds have been now weighed because that's going to happen on the day of qiyamah the scales of good deeds are going to be then placed and the deeds are going to be weighed so your evil deeds have come out heavier more wrong than good so now when there's more evil than good then the rule is that such a person will finish off in jahannam if he has iman to he will end up in jahannam first and then after the cleansing go to jannat that's the rule allah taala wishes to forgive somebody that's allah taala's prerogative without any other issue and send him straight to jannat that's allah taala's prerogative but the principle and the rule allah has placed is this person is headed for jahannam so now he's told now that this is your destination now you are headed for jahannam but if you okay with this just to make us understand and bring our minds to the reality that if you okay with this then just your life now like how now the reel of your life in the, that time there used to be those reels now so that's why that example was given that nana so basically the whole your life is going to be played out the reel of your life will be played out in front of your wife only If you ready for this much then we'll we'll overlook the jahannam part of it we'll send you straight to jannat if you ready for this much but for that period of time now your wife will see the whole reel of your life so now can any person imagine that situation now he is going to be his whole life going to get exposed in this manner where he went and what he did and what he looked at and what was he deliberately engaging his heart and mind in and how was he spending his time in privacy and all the things now no person can even just the mere thought of it will make him think that this is impossible to ever tolerate but now that is what allah taala is saying to us in the quran sharif yunabbaul insan yawma idhim bima qaddama wa akhar 
that insan will be informed of everything what you did everything is recorded here and on that day yawmatubla sarair that all the secrets will be exposed famalahu min quwwati wala nasir there won't be any strength to stop it and no helper against it allah taala's command yawmatubla sarair famalahu min quwwati wala nasir so now yunabbau al-insanu yawma idhin bima qaddama wa akhkhar allah taala says bal al-insanu ala nafsihi basira walaw alqa ma'adhira insan knows himself very well he knows himself very well and that's why on the day of qiyamah also kafa bi nafsika al-yawma alayka hasiba he'll be told you are sufficient to take account of yourself you know best what you've done you have full knowledge of how you spent your life there's nothing that anybody else needs to tell you you know it better than anyone what the angels have recorded that is there on record but you know yourself better than everyone allah taala knows the angels know but you also have full record in your mind and heart what you did how you spent your life therefore kafa bi nafsika al-yawm alayka hasiba so now this day of qiyamah is a reality and this day of qiyamah every one of us has to face and we have to prepare for that day of qiyamah this is the time of preparation this life of dunya when this life finishes off allah knows we have no idea we have got no guarantee for tomorrow for tonight we have no guarantee of any moment before that moment comes we have to prepare for that akhirat allah taala's doors of mercy are open allah taala's doors of forgiveness are open but we have to come back to allah tabaraka many a times think but oh, can i do this and will i manage this and now if i do this how will that unfold and how will i get past that situation and so many things when a person wants to take the step in the right direction shaitan makes it look like it will never work out you cannot make it those who made it they are different that's no way you going to make it it's beyond you that's all the kind of thing shaitan will come and put around and nafs will conspire with shaitan but our job is to take the step to do what is in our capacity and when we've done the best in our capacity allah taala will do the rest for us there's one incident the sheikh hamdullah ali has mentioned in fadail sadaqat one pious person mansur bin ammar rahimahullah in his time there was a very wealthy person but very far away from deen also all the time involved in this amusements and drinking and merry making and whatever else so that was his life so one day he called his slave gave him 4 dinars and said to him tonight again we got all our friends coming and we going to be having this party so now this 4 dinars you go and buy all the things that would be required so gave him 4 gold coins 4 dinars like having a party somebody is giving a party now and is giving now somebody four kruger rands to go and buy the things for the party so in any case he came out with those four dinars and this slave was nevertheless a person who had iman person who was conscious of allah taala so as he is going now he seeing some one house and this house now there's a like a smallish crowd around it so now human nature now you see something happening extraordinary or something out of the ordinary so now he wants to know what's going on 
So as he was passing, he stopped to ask, now what's, what's happening here? Why is this everybody gathered here? So he said, no, this is the house of this very great Buzrug, Mansur bin Ammar. So what's going on? He said, no, this one very poor person has come to him and he's giving his situation, his difficulty, that he's in a very desperate situation and he urgently requires four dinars. Oh, was it dirham? And, but the Sheikh doesn't have anything himself. So now, we were all around, so he gathered us, he says, who is there to give this person four dinars? I'll make four duas for him. But now it probably happened that those who were around, none of them also had anything. So he says, this is what he has said, anybody is ready to give this poor man four dinars, I'll make four duas for him. So he said, really? He came in front, he came to the person, he said, there's the four dinars. And where's the four duas now? So first he gave that money to that poor man. He got very happy about what came for him. And he left and went away. He said, well, very well now. Where's the four duas? So he said, okay, fine. What duas you want? Four duas? What dua you want? So he said, okay, dua number one. I've lived my whole life in slavery. So make dua, Allah ta'ala grant me freedom. Okay. He made the dua. It's a second dua. Because second dua, this four dinars wasn't mine. It belonged to the master. He gave me to go and buy his whatever he needed. Now I spent that. I gave it away. So this has become a debt on me. Now I got to still discharge this again. So make dua that Allah Ta'ala makes the means for me to repay this. So he made dua. The third dua. So the third dua, this master of mine, he is far away from Deen. He's involved in all these amusements, but he's been good to me. He's been very kind to me. As a master to his slave now, I'm his slave, but he has been a good person to me. And I'm very concerned about his akhirat. So make dua Allah Ta'ala give him the tawfiq of Tawbah. Allah Ta'ala make it that he comes out of all this sin and vice. So I'm concerned about his akhirat. So he made dua for him. This is the fourth dua. This is the fourth dua. That Allah Ta'ala make my makhfirat, make your makhfirat. All these people gathered here, Allah Ta'ala make their makhfirat. Allah Ta'ala make the makhfirat of my master as well. So he made dua. So in any case he, now that's what he said, four dinars or four dirhams it was, and I'll make dua for him. The four duas, he took the four du'as and now he came back. I came back, his heart is trembling now. He said, number one, I was sent on an errand to buy all, whole lot of things and come. Number one, I'm coming empty-handed. And then number two, I don't even have the money anymore. So now, how will this unfold? So he's now in this worry, anxiety. So he comes, so the master sees him coming and so long you took to start off with, and then you're still coming, where's everything? Where's the things you were supposed to buy? So now he says, look, this, what I brought back, I didn't bring any of the goods. What I brought back is I brought back four du'as. So to his surprise, against his expectation, the master sat up quite calmly and he said, really, you brought up four du'as? What du'as you brought? So now he explained the whole incident. He was expecting him to now fly into a rage and so on. But Allah Ta'ala made it such that he, he 
became interested to know, okay, what happened? What's, what's the whole story behind this? So now he explained the whole incident. That I went and this is what I heard. And I then finally gave that money away and I asked for the four du'as. She says, what du'as he gave you? She said, well, the first du'a he gave me was, I asked that, look, my whole life I've been in the slavery, so make du'a I come out of the slavery. So he made du'a for me. Now that du'a had already reached somewhere. She says, well really, he made du'a for you that you must come out of your slavery? Well, I freed you. That du'a already got manifested. Then the second du'a, says, well, the second du'a, I said, I'm worried about this money now, I spent it, and now I'm owing it still, so the means, Allah Ta'ala must make the means for this to be paid. So he says, well, okay, that is paid now, it's maaf. Then he called the treasurer of his, he said that four dirhams, you give him four thousand now. He said, well, the third, the third one I made dua, I asked him to make dua, Allah Ta'ala give you tawfiq of toba. So he says, well, if that's the case, I'm making toba. And he called all the people, his servants, his whatever else, he said, as of now, no disobedience of Allah will take place in this house. I've made toba, and I have now come out of this whole life of sin and vice and all the evils. So nobody else will also do the same. We all are out of this kind of lifestyle. So, well, okay, then the fourth dua, what you made? What dua you asked him to make? So, well, at fourth dua, I said, Allah Ta'ala, make my maghfirat, his maghfirat, the people's maghfirat, make your maghfirat also. So when he heard this, so he began tearing. He said, the first three things, there was something I could do about it. Allah Ta'ala gave me that ability to do something about it. I could free you. I could forgive you for the debt. I could make toba. But this is not in my ability. But I'm hopeful that what was in my capacity I did. I'm hopeful Allah will, being the king of kings and the creator of the universe, this is in his control. He'll do that for me also. In any case, he slept that night. In a dream he sees an angel. He's talking to him and saying to him, Allah Ta'ala says, you did what you could do despite being our servant and slave. We being the creator of everyone, will we not do what we can do? We have forgiven you too. Now, this is a lesson, it's something for us to take an inspiration from it, a lesson. that What we have in our capacity to do, we must do. Our capacity, we don't shirk in that. What is beyond our capacity, Allah will open that out for us. What seems to be, and sometimes it's not that something is beyond our capacity. That's what it appears to be. Like when a person is walking or some pathway, now it's a pathway that he's walking in, a long pathway, it seems at the end, somewhere in the distance, it is closing up. As he keeps walking, see, no, no, this is open still, probably it's closing up further down. When he walks still further, he sees it was never closed. From the distance, it was only looking like that. Like the train tracks also, it seemed like somewhere in the distance is meeting. But it's not meeting anywhere. It's wide open. And it's there for anyone to go across. So likewise, we go to take the steps towards Allah, make sincere tawbah, refrain from things that Allah Ta'ala has forbidden, Allah Ta'ala's doors of 
forgiveness are open for us, but as long as that last moment hasn't come, malam yugharghir, the pangs of death haven't started. When that comes, Allah knows, we have no idea. So we need to turn to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, beg Allah ta'ala's forgiveness, bring our life back on track. Whatever else happens out there, we should not allow that to affect us. Yes, there's a struggle. Dunya, there's a struggle about it. There's no doubt about that. But when the person keeps that struggle for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, the dunya, the people who were tested most and who struggled most were those who were closest to Allah Ta'ala. Subhanallah, those who were closest to Allah Ta'ala, the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam, ashaddun nasi bala'an al-anbiya, thumma al-amsal fal-amsal. The people who are tested the most are the Anbiya alayhi salam. Allah Ta'ala made them the example so that nobody ever has any kind of excuse that this, you know, how long I must struggle now and how long I must carry on making sacrifices. Allah Ta'ala made this clear that look, dunya is not the place for that enjoyment. That enjoyment will come. Its place is in akhirat. But this is Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy that this minor enjoyments Allah gives us in dunya also. Allah hasn't made it haram. Allah Ta'ala hasn't made it impermissible. The halal ni'mats and bounties of Allah Ta'ala to enjoy it, Allah Ta'ala didn't make that impermissible. But what Allah Ta'ala made impermissible is His disobedience. That make sugar on those bounties and ni'mats, don't disobey Allah Ta'ala. So whatever time of the year it might be, whatever the situation might be, but that is a mu'min's focus. How to be obedient to Allah Ta'ala at all times, in all places. Allah Ta'ala, wa ta'ala give me all of us the tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala keep us steadfast on deen and iman. Raise us on the day of Qiyamah with perfect iman. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب Allah <laughs> La ilaha illallah 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 
Enable us to use your ni'mas and bounties in a way you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Allah save us from abusing and misusing your ni'mas and bounties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those, Ya Allah, who asked us to make dua for them. Ya Allah, those who have raised their hands to this dua, Ya Allah, the know of each one's needs, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant each one's jai's needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. The hearts of families, Ya Allah. The hearts of the Ummah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Grant, Ya Allah. Understanding and Muhammad, Ya Allah. Allah, remove all the evils from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the pride, the jealousy, the malice, the love of dunya. The, ya Allah, the love of the ego, Ya Allah, all the evils of the heart, Ya Allah, cleanse it out for us, Ya Allah. Ilahu Alameen, fill our hearts with your Muhammad, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your Muhammad, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, with the love of his Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Enable us to live the Mubarak Sunnah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahu Alameen, Ya Allah, all that we have asked for, Ya Allah, out of your grace and mercy, bless us with it, Ya Allah. What we should have been asking for, did not ask, Ya Allah, grant us that as well, Ya Allah. اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك الملاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله